This is Hawkside Guns Podcast. What is up? It is 2020, y'all. And uh, we are back and actually casting again before the next month. So this is it's a red letter day here at Hawkside Guns. Uh, <laughs> we are prompt. <laughs> yeah, we are. Uh, that normally uh, comes down to men in their 40s having other jobs and wanting to go shoot instead of it. Uh, doing this cast, but you know what? Uh, this time it kind of worked out. We both had some stuff to say, so we start. We thought uh, thought we'd start out with that. But uh, for the first part of it, I got one. Uh, the Dallas Safari Club just had their big kind of international show. Okay, now for those of us who are not Texan, please explain what the <laughs> Dallas Safari Club is, because I'm actually not aware. Okay, so I'm glad you asked that. Uh, no, uh, the Dallas Safari Club is, it's like the CES of hunters. Okay. Oh, okay. It's that a, makes sense. It's a giant freaking show. Uh, it's down here. And if you're in Dallas, it's the K. Bailey Hutchins Center. It's, it's huge. It's this big convention center type thing. And it, it covers, uh, several acres under one roof. And what this is, is a collection of exactly what you'd think, a bunch of hunters and hunter suppliers uh, hawking their wares and showing people what they have. And most of it doesn't, you know, like really uh, get me as far as, you know, something I would want to do. I mean, there's some really cool stuff there, um, but like at least half of the vendors there are um, advertising different safaris that you can take to uh Several countries, uh, some of them in the United States, some of them in Africa, South America. Um, you're not in. You're not into big game hunting. Uh, you know, uh, not so much. Uh, yeah. uh, it's not. And, and, and I bet you there's a lot of camouflage there. Oh man, it is. It is cracker Gucci all over that place. <laughs> uh, yeah, there was a lot of, and, and of course the suppliers for all this stuff. Now, a lot of the safari clubs are, you know, and and. It, tours are there and they set up their booths and you can sign up and pay you know some money and all that kind of stuff these are these are big really big uh, uh game hunters it's big stuff it's big money i mean you could pay 20 50 dollars to go on one of these safaris to call a legal animal not legal not illegal legal animal <laughs> um and, and well, it's, i mean al you're still gonna get judged for it one way or the other oh yeah yeah, I mean, anytime you harvest an animal now, it seems like it makes it like poor dentists are like spit upon on Twitter and social media and they're doxxed in real life and stuff because they shot a legal, they had a legal kill somewhere. Um, I, I I don't like, however, whatever your stance is on hunting, I'm fine. You know, like if you don't like hunting, you like hunting, that's fine. Um, as long as it's done in a legal environment, I don't, you know, whatever. Uh, I just don't happen to to do that, as I've said many times, because it's just kind of not my thing. It's a lot of work, a lot of responsibility. You spend a lot of money on it. And really what I want to do is go blow stuff up like clays um, and see them explode and go, yeah, I hit it and re, you know, redo guns. Um, that's kind of where I land. And I know it's not, it's not a popular thing. Like I don't fit in a peg, right? Like there's no, or in a hole, there's no slot for that. For, for what I do, generally speaking. You know, Are we like, not doing phrasing anymore? <laughs> Definitely not, because I did like four of them right there. Uh, but, <laughs> but, but, maybe that's, but that's a lot of the, the topics that we've discussed here is the fact that you, not everybody does have to fit into a niche in any way, shape, or form. Right. It, whatever it, you find entertaining, fun, necessary, however it fits, there are many reasons to be into uh, firearms of whatever sort float your boat, and right? But there's happy. right, and there's the but there's a certain level of crossover with certain things, and and with the safari stuff, they cross over with. There is a section like there's a section for the 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 safari tours themselves, and they are highly signified by uh, having a giant dead whatever it is stuffed uh, taxidermied animal. <laughs> 
in front of their thing. So there's bears and, you know, like caribou and big elk and moose and all kinds of stuff, right? Anything you can think of, there's probably a taxidermy thing, and you can go and talk to the people there about harvesting one of those animals on a tour, and they love to take you out to dinner and and all that kind of stuff because the cheap one's like 10, 20 grand, right, per person. Yeah. So... They they love to do that. They're very they're enthusiastic about it. They it's it's a big deal and people love to do it. It's big money. Totally get it. That's what the show was founded for. However, there's also some other stuff there. There's off road vehicles. There's there's of course as you said there's a lot of camo, a um, lot of a lot of outfitters. Uh, Midway was there. You know there's there's a lot of of stuff there. But what there also is is guns. And if you know anything about hunters, like real big game, big money hunters, they don't go to gun shows and buy guns that have as much rust on them as they have bluing. They don't go and buy, you know, the latest pistol because it's got a different grip. Well, they, I mean, if but that being said, if also if you're spending a hundred grand on a trip for a safari, you're not taking a hundred and fifty dollar gun with you. No, probably not. In fact, just not. Um, what you are taking is in the people who go on these things. It's, it's a very one upmanship type of thing. If you've ever been to some of the the events, like I used to do some uh, uh, product testing for uh, different magazines, and they would send you to different Lamborghini events. And the people who they invite to these track days uh, to buy these specialty cars and all that kind of thing lived a lifestyle. They all had fifty or hundred thousand dollar watches, and they all had beach homes in the Hamptons, and and they all had these. There was a certain profile of person, uh, which I did not fit. Uh, so <laughs> this is also. I wish I didn't understand what you meant. I wish I hadn't <laughs> gone to work in certain places and realized that not, not just my my fashion sense, but my mere existence did not fit into just, their aesthetic yeah, of the it, world. Yeah, it didn't. It wouldn't matter if you had that much money. You wouldn't choose to do the things that these people do with that money, which is fine. It's their money. They can do whatever they want. But that's not what I'm going to do. So I uh, this this is the same kind of group of people. And as you astutely adroitly, immediately figured out uh, they're not going to take a a, a sub, high point eight cannon? Yeah, they're not going to take a subpar firearm with them. So what this is is the exact opposite of a lot of the gun shows I go to. Um, they may have 10, you know, 12, maybe $15,000 guns at, at these places, at, at a gun show. The guns I saw, I'll send you a picture of some of them. The guns I saw at this show one of them was four hundred and thirty thousand dollars holy shit yeah um it was an over and it was a shotgun uh had beautiful engraving real gold real silver um the wood was was harvested from one of the rarest trees on earth and it was burled and and you know it had been carved by jose valencia who if you don't know who that is he's a beautiful i mean he's probably at the top of the game of of gunstock carving at the moment um, like one of his carvings. I, I don't is think I don't thousand. think you're far behind. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so far behind. <laughs> we'll talk about that here in a minute. But so far behind. Um, like like he breathes on a gun, and it's worth twice what it was, right? Um, and this like four hundred thousand dollars for this weapon. That as soon as you put a round through it, we devalue the same, like you could buy a Honda Civic off the lot new for how much this gun will depreciate as soon as you put a round through it, right? They're not meant to be shot. And I'm just like, (gasps) like if you get one of those, they throw in two or three guns that you can go and shoot as an afterthought, right? It, it, but and as that's not necessarily within either of our reach, I mean, we we discussed it a little bit last cast, which is there's no reason that something like that can't be put on the wall and called art. Oh no, and it is. I mean, like they're these guns have their own security guard. They have their. I mean, they're investments, right? These cost more than me and your house put together, um, or or in pretty much everything I own. Like this gun is worth my entire life, right? 
more than that. Like I have twice. It's worth twice the amount of debt I own, including my house, my cars, my everything. You know, so this is these are high dollar, high value guns, and these are the type of whales that go and might purchase one of those or have one customized uh, so that they can have one that's you know like a cheap throwaway one, which is fifty hundred thousand dollar gun from these particular outfitters, and it was it was just amazing to see. Um, I, I mean, you see the actual pinnacle of what a dressed out shotgun or rifle can be. And you're just like, oh, uh, I get it now. Okay. Yeah. And I, I, I see what that is. You know, um, it was, it was shocking to just to see the price tag. I didn't know guns went that high. They were new that like, uh, uh, give you an example. I saw a, uh, gun the other day at a gun show and it was signed held and shot by John Browning. And there was pictures of it, and there was pictures of him loading it, and you could see the, the serial number, and it was this gun. And it was a it was a, a rifle, and it was, it normally it'd be about 800, 900 bucks, and this one was 10 grand. I could see buying that to go, this is the gun that John Browning designed, used, shot, pulled out a line to test it, and and you know had this picture taken of it it's there's proof that he held this and shot it i'm going to shoot it too here's 10 grand totally could see that right if that was me you know to me that'd be worth it i don't know what i would like what would go on have to go on in my head to spend $400,000 on a single small arms you know rifle shotgun pistol like well it, it's it's also a matter of capacity and of being able to do it in the first place and perspective along that line. Uh, it, as, as we, once again, going back to the exact same argument, it's no different than putting a $400,000 painting on, on your wall. If that's what you find aesthetically appealing in your home, go for it. And there were guys there. There were guys there that are willing to do that. I mean, they, they had, you know, they bought this, uh, it looked like a, a life-size Tonka truck. It, it could drive on ground. It could drive in the water. It could drive through mud. It could jump. It could do all kinds of stuff. It was it was amazing, right? It was, I'd rather have that. Yeah, I mean, it was half a million dollars, but it was amazing. And, you know, there were a couple of guys going on, uh, yeah, give me a give me a line number for one of those. Here's, here's 50 grand deposit. <laughs> I'm like, holy crap, I don't belong here. (laughs) (laughs) There were tours where they had guys in line to spend a hundred grand to go on these safari tours. I mean, this is like the high end of of something that would that would happen, you know. Okay, so so you're saying you do you went to the safari club uh, show and you're basically telling us you did not buy anything, nothing, not even a keychain. The keychains were out of my price range, <laughs> like nothing, like no, nothing there is worth anything that I could like, or I am not worth anything that is there, right? Like I don't need a thirty dollar keychain. I just don't. All right. I can, I'm just fine. Two ninety nine at Lowe's. I'm happy. Right, exactly. You know what's that stuff at AutoZone? You know, ninety nine cent. You give me one of those. That's not even a joke. I have a ninety nine cent keychain. One of those like push it and separate the keychain things for like ninety nine cents. Oh, but I got a hat. I spent two ninety nine for mine. Oh yeah, I love it. <laughs> I I've had it for fifteen years now. <laughs> you know, it's that's that's the level I'm at. So. Uh, I'll give you one more story, and then we're going to have to roll into some of your stuff. But um, one of the other things I did is I went to a gun show um, a little while ago, and, and uh, I had to – a friend of mine had uh, uh, really an acquaintance. It doesn't take much to get one of these out of me. But uh, a friend of a friend came over, and he was uh, distraught because his wife had just brought home a baby. And uh, not like they found one. Like, you know, they just <laughs> – we rephrase that. Surprise! Surprise! I don't know whose it is, but it's here now. <laughs> no, uh, they had just uh, had a baby, and uh, as and I know you'll know what this feels like. As new fathers tend to do, you know, as mommy mode kicks in for your wife, dad mode kicks in for a lot of guys. And one of the things that he thought instantly was, "I need to protect my family." Oh yeah, and like I am. Like it's and for whatever reason, and I'm not sure why this is, but like if it's just you and your wife, you're like, we'll deal with whatever happens when there's a child involved, your thinking changes and you're like, I need a gun. 
And I, well, yeah. look, it's one of the most cliche things on the face of the earth that you can say. And as it as cliche as it is, every parent knows exactly what I'm about to say. And everybody who's not a parent yet thinks you're an asshole for saying it, which is the app, the absolute moment you see your child for, your, for the first time, your entire perspective on the entire world alters in that millisecond. Yeah, no, it does. And he he relayed a story to me, which I was uh, I was very familiar with. He says, oh, "Yeah, I just saw them. They were in the bed, and they we just got home, and we tucked them both in, and she was sleeping with with her mother there, and everything. And I realized I am unprepared to protect these these women. You know, these these the, my the my family. So uh, my buddy uh, threw them in the car, and uh, you know they came over to my house. He's like, Sean, what can you do?" I need something. I'm like, well, what are you comfortable with? You know, all that kind of thing. What What do you want to do? How do you want to deal with this and all that stuff? And and uh, he walked out with my uh, Springfield 67. Okay. It was the cheapest shotgun. It was 12 gauge. I, I normally like giving people, like, if they say, I want a shotgun, I know how to use one. We go to the ranch. We prove that they know how to use it. I give them some tips. You know, we do some stuff. We fit the gun to them. It takes a day. You know, it's nothing. Um, actually an afternoon, not even that, uh, the ranch is like 30 minutes from my house. And, uh, we, he left with a box of shells, uh, and, uh, my 67, which left me in an excellent position because means you've gotten rid of one. You're not allowed to get a new one. Uh, that's right. I'm a gun down and I'm now, and I'm, I'm going to go find something. So what I, I've had. One, two, three, four, four, five, five, sixty-seven Springfield sixty-sevens, and I don't know what it is about South being South down here, um, or whatever, or how prolific they are. But you can go to a generally, you can go to a gun show and find one whenever you want to. So I said, you know what, I'm gonna see if that's still true. So I went to the gun show last weekend, and uh, so I had a hundred and fifty dollars in my pocket, and uh, said I'm gonna find a sixty-seven. So I, uh, I walked and I found it. And, you know, it was in reasonably rough shape. I wasn't really happy with it, um, but it was marked at 160. And I said, mm, no, this, this gun's not uh, not worth that. So I uh, got the gentleman's attention, and I'm like, yeah, I'm interested in this and all that. And I'd seen this particular gun. I'd actually passed over it last time I got the shotgun, or the, the 67 I had. Apparently, uh, so did everybody else. Yes, so did everyone else. It wasn't in the best shape. You know, I, I'll have to admit that. it was. It's not great. I, it's fixable, absolutely. But sitting there, I can see where everybody left it by. And uh, to borrow from uh, uh, Ed Bolian, this is a den of shrewd negotiators. Um, they wanted <laughs> 160. I wanted 125. And we met right in the middle at 125. Because <laughs> I wasn't going to pay any more for this gun. Uh, so they, uh, and, and obviously it was not in high demand. No, no. And, you know, the thing that actually got the gun for me was I'm like, look, I've seen this gun. I was, I was rolling through here six months ago and I saw this gun cause I remember the scratch on the receiver here and it looks like it, it had been dropped and you know, all that kind of thing. And I'm like, I remember this. You guys have been hauling this rig around for, for half a year. Is it worth the $35 for you to keep hauling it around, or would you rather have some cash in your pocket, get your money back out of it, and get something that's going to sell? And I, you know, the, the guy looked at me, and his wife just reached over, took the money, and went, thank you very much. Enjoy your, <laughs> enjoy your firearm. <laughs> I, I've heard some version of that story more times than I can count. Um, you know, just, just because uh, it was a private seller and there wasn't any paperwork to be done. He wanted to see that I was a Texas resident and all that stuff. And I'm like, here you go. Here's my, my license or whatever. And, and she just reached over and went, yes, we're fine with that. Thank you very much. <laughs> I don't have to load this back in the car, not doing it. Um, so it's, see, that's my world, right? Like I'm buying sub $200 shotguns, not the $400,000 over and under that's in a glass case with a security guard and an alarm system and various things. So, but, but, And the other part is, is, once again, going back to perspective, is it's also what it is that you find joy in. You don't simply find joy in buying something and putting it on the wall. No. Even though you don't disagree with the idea that it being art, that's not what you're getting it for. You want the opportunity to actually use it. 
But not only that, being an artist yourself, you actually get a kick out of doing it as on your own versus paying somebody else to have done it. Oh, very much so. I, in fact, I will pass over better guns. Um, Buona makes fun of me for this all the time. I will pass over better guns that Buona buys because they're not rough enough for me. Like I can't, I can't put any time or artistry or 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 um, reformation into this gun, and it makes me want it less, you know. Because uh, I'll take that same gun, pay half as much as it's worth for it, fix it up, and it'll be worth the exact same amount, and probably look better than the one Buana got by the time I'm done with it. And that's just kind of what I do. That's that's, and you're right. That's where I find the joy and shooting it. Like if I can't. And that's the other thing. Like, you can't shoot those expensive guns. You'll devalue them. You just will. Exactly. Um, if I can't drag it out in the middle of a field, I, I, I don't like. And it may be my blue collar, you know, blue collar heritage, you know, and and Buana, and, and I come from a long line of cheap bastards. Uh, <laughs> like you, I, and, and Buana has said this many times. I'll never buy a gun I don't intend to shoot. And. And I kind of feel the same way. Like, if I don't intend to shoot it, I, it's it's not a gun. It's it's like you said, it's art. Um, so I don't buy guns to be art, at least at this point with my price point. I don't buy guns to be art. I buy them to shoot uh, and to fix them up, right? Uh, yeah. So that it's, it's just a whole mentality shift, but it was an amazing experience to see the difference between, like, like firearms and art that just happens to be a firearm um because there is no art yeah it it is exactly that and you can run around through it but like i said it's going to lose value you're gonna you're gonna toss 20 grand off of it every time you you roll around through it and it's like (gasps) you know it's just (laughs) you can't do that (laughs) but even then it's it's like cameron's dad's ferrari yeah from ferris bueller oh yeah he doesn't drive it. He just peek, looks at it and wipes it with a diaper. <laughs> <laughs> of course, that was a well, wasn't that a two hundred and fifty GTO? Yep. It's only worth thirty million now. <laughs> now, yeah, now then it was probably only worth five. You know, but uh, but, but it's the same sort of thing. It's it's kind of like it, you bought something that is functional art. It's it has a function. It could be used for that function, but it's not. It's meant to be looked at. Yeah, no, very much so. And it's it's, and with these guys especially, it's a status symbol. And I, oh yeah, I totally get it. It's just not something like I don't look at fire, and they must look at me like I look at Shannon. Like Shannon looks at a gun in the same way she looks at a flashlight. It's a tool. It'll never yeah. be anything but a tool. It's a useful tool. She likes them, but. She likes flashlights too, but they they serve exactly the same purpose for her. It's it's like this is a defense tool. This is a defense tool. This is lights stuff up. This makes stuff go away. You know this. It's it's the same thing for her. I, and I, I'm somewhere in between. I consider it a toy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, look, look. I mean, look, before somewhere along the line we get our first piece of hate mail. Um, yes, I realize that they are dangerous weapons, that they are not meant to be toys to be played with. But, you know, i that's my mentality to some extent. As a it's a man toy. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it's the same. Like you said, and it's a good analogy, it's the same as, a, a, you know, a high-end car or a car in general. You know, it's it, like if you're a car guy, if you're a gun guy, if you're a boat guy. I mean, there's there's all kinds of different toys that you can have. And guns are definitely, especially at the price point I get them, toys. You know, I... There's no, like, when you start collecting things, they cease to just become a function. If I wanted a functional thing, I'd have got it in Remington 870 Express, uh, which I did have. Um, and that would have been the in 12-gauge, and that would have been the only thing, the only shotgun I owned. You don't have 15 of something because it's a utility object, you know. No. You, you, you now have, you're now collecting it for some reason. And that's fine. That's great. People do that all the time. But realize that it's no longer a utility object. It's you just like them. <laughs> Toys I are a good word. I understand completely. Uh, stuff. So I, I, that's a good peace of mind. And we'll, we've, I've got one more story, but we can, we can roll into that later. Um, I understand that you had some stuff happen. 
Well, uh, you got to go to a gun show. I got to go to Kentucky. Okay. <laughs> it, it is, was an is that the punchline, or is that? <laughs> <laughs> I guess it, like, once again comes down to your perspective. It was the punchline for me. Um, you know, I, I've worked all up and down the East Coast before, so I mean, I do have some experience with what we would call the Southern states. Sure. Um, but I had never actually been out to as far out as Kentucky before. And uh, for anybody who doesn't know, I what I do for a living is is go up and down the East Coast teaching doctors who've bought technology how to use them. Uh, so I was basically working with a doctor in uh, Kentucky, and which and it was a new experience for me. And it does lead into being topical, but just some of the things. First of all, the doctor looked to me like a biker. <laughs> Could have been. I mean, he may very well have been, but, you know, I'm used to somebody who, once again, going back to that, you know, uh, high end doesn't fit into their aesthetic of the world, you know, $100,000 suit, that sort of thing. Um, and the guy basically looked like your average everyday biker, long blonde hair. You know, I mean, you, you could have named him Thor. <laughs> sure. Uh, and the other part I got a kick out of is, is they were talking about accents. So one of them looked at me and said, you must think we tell funny. And my answer to that was, is look, I'm the one out of their element here. If anybody talks funny, it's me. Uh, at that point in time, the doctor looked at me and said, as long as nobody blesses your heart, you're fine. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And women are big on that. Well, bless your heart. That's like, you're dumb shit. <laughs> Uh, but the part that's topical is, is I was in the process of uh, teaching him how to use a laser, and I told him that he, ooh, I got a dog barking at me. Um, <laughs> Very excited about lasers is the dog, yeah. Uh, but, uh, no, actually, that's the one that wants to go outside, but unfortunately, she's also the one who can eat her way through the fence. So, <laughs> so she's not going out quite. Um, but... Uh, in the process, I was explaining to him that with a certain button, the laser in question would give you three rapid pulses and then stop. And his answer to me was, which kind of caught me off guard because I didn't know this is where we were going, was, oh, that's just like my AR-15. <laughs> and I said, so I just, I just perked up and I, and I went and I, and I think my response gave him the idea of this, that, that I was a northern liberal, which, you know, anybody who's listening to this cast knows I'm not. Uh, but I looked at him and I said, yeah, but the ones that do that are generally illegal. And he looked me dead in the eye and said, it's only illegal if they know you got it. Oh, that's a Southern hospitality <laughs> mentality there. And I looked at him because he didn't have exactly the same accent as everybody else. And I went, where are you originally from? He looked me dead in the eye and said, Waco, Texas. That's two hours south from here. You betcha. Good old Texas boy. Uh, the other thing I noticed on the way back once I started thinking guns as I was actually in the process of driving home was as I was going through Kentucky, there was literally a gun store every three blocks. Yeah, yeah. And, and I and that's not an exaggeration. I mean, I'm not embellishing when I say that. I, I started counting every three blocks at the minimum there was a gun store or yeah. a pawn store that also advertised – pawn shop that also advertised selling guns. Somebody was selling guns every three blocks. Welcome to gun culture, man. I'm telling you, you got to come down to the south. It's just too damn hot. <laughs> Don't be a wuss. Bless your heart. It's too hot. <laughs> yeah, you're more likely to find me in Wisconsin or Montana or something like that. <laughs> well, Skansen's got some good guns. I mean, See? Like, like up where Beef is, that's... that's uh... For those of you who don't know, and I can't imagine anybody listening to this show doesn't know who Beef is, uh, we cast, uh, I, I do another cast with a guy named Beef. He lives up in Skansen. He's got guns as well. Got an AR, as, well, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Um. But, uh, uh, but, but my other experience was is when the, this one actually caught me more by surprise than anything else. I went into Cabela's to buy a couple of boxes of ammo. And as you do while you're there, you walk into the uh, used area, you know, where they've got the, the stuff that people have traded in. Um, and... You know, I was still in that period of time where I still had a little bit of end of I year love bonus those. Yeah, I love those racks. In my pocket. <laughs> and I had a little bit of end of the year bonus still burning a hole in my pocket. So 
uh, I just was looking through and I saw a Beretta PX4 Storm subcompact, which is a gun that I, I don't really know that much about, but I had been looking because it's, it's kind of neat looking for lack of a better term. Um, you know, you've seen them a couple of times in, in films just because they are neat looking. Uh, and I, I saw it and it was there for only 300 bucks. Yeah, they look like the future. Yes, they they kind of do. I mean, it's got it's got this really cool. Uh, for those of you who are not familiar with a PX4, I've I've seen them. I've never shot one, but they've got this cool like um, uh, grip versus design, or you know, like knurls and grip on the on the design. They've got a, a neat slide that's kind of angular. It's got some swoops and curves to it, and everything. It's very, it's it looks like the future. It just does. Uh, and at the price, it was because they're typically about you know five to six hundred, depending on where you purchase them. Yeah. So three hundred was as it looked like a decent deal in nine millimeter, right? It, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, this is me we're talking about. <laughs> um, well, there's a so, forty. There's a forty cal. Uh, there, there is, but I'm I'm not going to buy it. <laughs> it's like I'm not doing that. I already have two two types of ammo, and that's more than God intended. Ex- exactly. <laughs> So, but the part that caught me by surprise is, is when I started asking the gentleman in the uh, uh, the area. I said, for like, they have a, a term for it there in there, but I can't remember what it is. Yeah. Um, uh, as I asked the gentleman there, if I to start asking some questions about it and ask him if I could see it, I have never in my entire life in Cabela's had somebody who was least interested in selling me a firearm. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, normally you go in there, you know, you could be looking at the, a yeet cannon and they're telling you it's the best thing on since sliced bread. You know, do you have your credit card ready? Let's start filling out paperwork. And Absolutely. Uh, 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 and this guy just was, uh, I, I didn't know what to do. I mean, it was, I, I almost, <laughs> looked, I mean, is there something wrong with the firearm? Or, is, or, is it or, broken? <laughs> you know, you know can, can, do you mind if I can see it? Well, if you want to. But what? <laughs> you know? Uh, have, have you ever fired one of these before? Well, I work at a, uh, at, at a, at a, on a gun range, but, uh, no, I've never fired one before. Well, well gee, that was helpful. Thanks there, bud. <laughs> wow. It's like, did something happen at home or did you, did you like roll out on the, did your girlfriend leave you? Like what happened, man? I, it, it, as I said, it would, I was literally like dumbfounded. You know, it was kind of like, I guess I'm not buying this today. <laughs> <laughs> Which at the same time is probably for the best. He probably actually looked at me and went, "This guy's got some leftover end of the year bonus money. His wife's going to get really mad at him if he spends it. So I'm going to do him a favor and not be enthusiastic." That is so not what happened. Um, well, that's what I'm going to tell myself happened <laughs> okay. because at the same time, you know, I, I'm actually happy I didn't buy the firearm, not because I don't want it, not because I wouldn't have enjoyed it, not that I would have been excited to hell to have it, but I just, it's just, I, I just bought two. I'm, I, I should stop right now for a little while. Oh, I didn't say I was going to. I said I should. Oh, you should. Well, I should have stopped long ago. But uh, yeah, I'm not doing that. I mean, that's that would just be ridiculous. I mean, there's no reason to like get alarmist about this whole thing here. You know, and stop buying guns. What the hell? Well, actually, what it made uh, decision making process for mine a little bit easier because the store that I typically go to has a used P30 H and K. Uh, subcompact in the in their used case that I've been kind of eyeing, and that just kind of made my decision making process a little easier. <laughs> well, let's see. The P thirty is a neat looking gun as well, and it's got finger kind of finger grooves in it. Well, the H and Ks are very ergonomic. I actually uh, about a year and a half ago had a the VP nine SK versus the P thirty SK. I remember that. The, yeah. Just the striker fired one versus the uh, hammer fired one, and I thought the gun worked terribly. And this kind of goes back into what we were talking about last week, which is I had that whole box of what I thought was nine millimeter, but it was in fact three eighty. Mm-hmm. And I, what I, and it was this was before I had figured out that that's what I had. So I had a gun that kept jamming on me, so I sold it back. <laughs> but there was nothing wrong with the gun. It was it it was my ammo. So I've been kind of like kicking myself Damn because it. <laughs> otherwise I really liked it. And, and so looking in there, and normally I would have gone back for another striker fired, but they've got the hammer fired one. Once again, used, aftermarket, good deal. 
So if it's still there next time I get a chance to walk in, I may put some money down on it. You know, the P30 has that uh, has that clip-on compensator or that bolt-on compensator you can put on the front of it. Mm-hmm. Looks super sweet. I don't know if the one that you, you saw had one of those, but it just looks nifty. Now, if I, you've, you've got to have a, a, a threaded barrel for that or something. Oh, like that. Yeah, and they make a threaded barrel and a non-threaded barrel for it. Oh, absolutely. Um, uh, but it's sort of like the MP shields. You know, you can get them without the threaded barrel. Some of them have it. Some of them don't. But, man, does it look sweet with the, the compensator on it and everything. It breathes fire. That's a, it's a neat gun. It's, it's really a neat gun. Uh, so it's 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 one of those deals where you're just like, because mm, I like an H&K. Oh, so do I. And I really do. They tend to be pretty expensive. Uh, yeah, that's... So that's so that's once again why I'm kicking myself for having sold off the one that I had, just <laughs> for something that wasn't even correct. Yeah, because the VP nine's a it, it's kind of the the spiritual sister to the P thirty. I mean, it's it's kind of of the same generation, and, uh, well, and they're they're literally the exact same firearm. But the P thirty is a is a hammer fired, whereas the VP nine is a right. Striker. It's it's they're sisters. I mean, it's it's not uh, it's not even a big difference between them. I mean, whether you prefer striker or hammer, you know, that's that that is an argument that is ongoing and probably never going to be solved in our lifetime. However, um. You know, and I guess for me it depends on what it is, but because uh, I don't like, generally speaking, I don't like hammer hammer shotguns, but I don't mind a hammered pistol at all. Uh, I, it, well, it's actually kind of one of the things I was looking at, both the Beretta and the P30, was because, I've you know, all the pistols I have at the moment are, in fact, striker fire, that I, the couple of times I've tried a hammer fire it was not my favorite, but the idea was now that I'm settled in with what, you know, the general carry firearms that I have are let's maybe branch out a little bit and have a little fun. Oh, absolutely. No, I think that's valid. That's that's incredibly cool. Uh, there's there's a wondrous variety should be had in everyone's firearm collection as far as I'm concerned. Uh, that's <laughs> like you need you need more of that. And, and And that's the other part of it. Like, find find something you like and then. You know, don't just sit there on that. Find some, like there's there's tons of stuff out there, and that's the part that I think a lot of people don't like. Oh, I tried one of those. It, it, I don't like it. It's like okay, well, what did you try? Well, I tried this. Well, you realize that in nine millimeter, there's about a thousand different firearms and different configurations that, that you know. And, I mean, and all of them like. are different. And all of them are different. Yeah. Like very, um. Yeah. The the other thing is, and this one will probably catch you by surprise. What I've started looking at is. And we know that I like a, a smaller firearm, so not anything near what your brother has, but looking at some of the smaller 9mm uh, 1911s. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And there's tons of that. I mean, yes. just absolutely tons of that. I mean, I, I mean you, you could more than you could shake a stick at, to be honest. I mean, there is – and, in fact, speaking of my brother, he was bad over the – the holiday as well, and got a a new pistol. No, he got the Kimber that you were talking about. No, no, no. He's oh, we got another one. He's been bad since then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Apparently, he has the same kind of gene, whatever that is, that the, that that you and I and the rest of my family has. He's just discovering now. My brother, much like you, is a pistol guy. He loves okay. pistols. Um, I gave him a shotgun for Christmas. He he likes the shotgun and everything. But if he's going to go spend his own money, because he has a shotgun now, like he he looks at the shotgun as that's an interesting way to spend time with my family. I'll go shoot shotguns with them. Uh, I got this shotgun. I didn't have to pay for it. Great. More <laughs> more money to go spend on what I actually want, which is apparently high caliber pistols. Well, you say when he got the the last one was a nine millimeter. Did he move up from there? Yeah. Well, the first gun he got was a three fifty seven Taurus, right? Very yes. beautiful three fifty seven. Then he got the nine millimeter Kimber. Now, we have not heard him say anything bad about it. However, when he goes to shoot, and his wife got a uh, an MP Shield three eighty for for Christmas. That's what she got, and she loves it to death. Right as Oh, uh, many people do love a 380, especially women. 
Um, love a 380. She loves her Smith. It's a beautiful gun. She it's black over silver, I think, and or silver over black. I can't remember, but it's two tone. Beautiful gun. She loves it. She goes shoot with it all the time. He was using his 357, and I, my brother's a little bit bigger than me. He's a couple inches bigger and and uh, you know larger. Is uh, probably 40, 50 pounds heavier than me. So he's got arms that I don't have. And I don't know what happened in his head, but like something shooting his 357 and his Kimber said, I need bigger. So I, I'm the, so my question comes down to one of two possibilities. Did he go 45, which would be reasonable, or did he go 10 millimeter, which is damn? Uh, it's, it's still worse than that. Um, oh, did he do the Desert Eagle? He almost did. He almost did. He almost got a 454, as a matter of fact. But he went to his local range. His local range, we have a, a place out in here, uh, out close to us, called the Frisco Gun Range. It's in Frisco, Texas. Frisco is a very well-to-do city. It's where all the rich, um, uh, like, The, uh, the, the lawyers people. and doctors who work in Dallas. Yeah, all the CEOs and stuff like that. They can't afford to live in the place called Highland Park, which is right in Dallas, and there's the cheapest home there is like a million five. They come up to Frisco, and the cheapest home there is like half a mil, right? So... McMansions, right? So there's a gun club up in Frisco, and it's a well-to-do gun club. A lot of guns, a lot of steel changes places and, and changes hands there. They trade a lot of guns and everything. Well, my brother's a member because it's it's the closest large gun. My brother doesn't do anything half-assed. He'll go and find the best, most exclusive gun club and just become a member there, which is exactly what he did. So <laughs> he's going through it. Of course, if you've been to any reasonably sized gun club, they have a front cabinet where they sell guns that they've traded in and they'll have guns available for you to rent or buy or whatever. So he's perusing the 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 gun cabinet and he runs across a 44 mag or 44 super mag um Taurus revolver with a 10-inch barrel. Oh dear god. It is a monster. A freaking monster. So, so he's now in charge of hogs when you guys go. Oh my God! I'm like Scott. What do you, what do you do? What do you need that for? He goes, What don't I need this for? I'm like, All right, well, that's a fair answer. All right. <laughs> like, are there, are there, are there Kodiak bear where you live over ten miles from me? You know, <laughs> like that I wasn't aware of. You know, and he's that, like. Oh. Now, now next next gift giving opportunity, what you need to do is get him one of those big Alaskan chest holsters oh god yeah yeah i mean and he's like i love this gun it's sized for me and he is bigger than me all right and he can shoot it like i've seen him shoot it it's amazing i'm like crap that it snapped my wrists you know because he's putting these big giant huge but i mean bullets big around his freaking ring finger you know it's just big um you know, that's a lot of lead going in downrange. Out of curiosity, what does it cost to shoot that thing? I mean, I know the 50 AE costs you about a dollar every time you pull the trigger. Yeah, it's about 75 cents a shot. Okay. Yeah, it's it's not unreasonable, but it ain't like 9mm 380 range either. I was just say, matter of opinion, I consider anything above 9mm. <laughs> this is the same bastard who, had a, who, who used two 22s until he was 40. Because he didn't want to pay for that expensive ass ammo in nine millimeter and three eighty. Okay, this is that same that same man has now said, "I like guns that go boom." You know, it's like okay, and he's eyeing, as I understand it, he's eyeing a Desert Eagle. In fact, I got a message on my phone right before we casted that says, "Call me." I am reasonably certain he has purchased a fifty caliber Desert Eagle. <laughs> <laughs> um, he likes large caliber pistols. He loves to shoot large caliber pistols. He, I, not hunting. He's not hunting anything because he's. He, if I'm too lazy, he's sure as hell too lazy to hunt. Um, sit in the forest or walk around looking for something? No, thank you. I can go to McDonald's just like everybody else. Like he's not going <laughs> to do it to feed himself. It's not a man against nature thing. He just wants a big damn gun to go boom, um, which. That's, uh, I'd say that's fair, you know, but, uh, yeah, he's just escalating. Like the 357 was apparently just his, for openers, right? Just to see if he'd want to do that. I have not seen him shoot the $1,500 Kimber, 
since he first got it. He went right back to the three fifty seven, and now he's got his forty four. So he loves big caliber revolvers and, and well, guns. Well, t- tell him if he wants somebody to take the Kimber off of his hands, I'll, I'll consider it. But, <laughs> he, but we're we're talking like fifty bucks. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, Bon offered to buy it for hundred bucks. You know, look, I'll buy you a box of your forty four. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> Maybe two boxes, Scott. How about that? Um, but yeah, it, it's. Because he, here's my question: Is is the escalate too fast? Because where do you go handgun wise beyond the 50A Desert Eagle? To, I mean, to, all to you get... all you can do is those like 454s or, or something like that. They're just like the the big God. What's that big one? You know the the oh God Ruger big revolver. I know I know there is one. Um, you, you've, the I'm, raging I'm bull. Well, there, yeah, there's a raging bull. There's a super red hawk. There's there's stuff like like there's there's big ones. Okay, but yeah, he's he's got a 44 super mag at this point. Um, that I don't like. Other than a 50 cal or or like a 454, which is just a packed ass bullet. Um, I don't know what you do. You know, like like you'd have to get like he'd have to start a Red Hawk or a Super Red Hawk collection or or, you know, some of those, you know, the Raging Bulls or, or some of the like there's there's not much higher he can go. I mean, a 44 mag's a big damn round. That's oh, hell yes. To, to put it in perspective, I have a Marlin carbine that uses a 44 mag um, and and does just fine. Uh, so I. You know, he's got that in a pistol. Now, of course, his barrel is only about eight inches shorter than my carbine. <laughs> but, um, but you, but you also kind of called it as to what those are typically for. That's for you know going if people live in Alaska, worried about getting by a bear. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you need to. That's uh, it's serious, serious rounds. Um, you know, to do that, and he he's looking at a Desert Eagle as well. You know. Um, you know, get the big BFRs or the, uh, you know, like I said, the, you can do, like he could do a forty-five Vaquero, but I think that's too small for him. Um, yeah. Like, I don't I don't know what you do. Um, and it's a beautiful gun. It's black. It's got this big barrel shroud on it. It's beautiful oh, I'm, stuff. I'm sure it's pretty as all hell, but it's, well, as we've said, it's not me. It's not me either, but, uh, you know, he's super happy with it. I'm happy that he has it. I'm I'm damn sure happy I'm standing behind him and not in front of him with it. Uh, <laughs> it I mean, it's great. Uh, oh, you're going to shoot that one? I'm going to go stand over here. I'm going to go stand over here with my fingers in my ears. It's all, all good. Everything's fine. Um, I'll go get you another box, you know. <laughs> I'll probably have to get it in. Those, these are gold-plated. You know? I, don't, I don't know what he's going to do to move up from that, but. Um, I'll tell you what else I did uh, while he was buying that. I decided uh, I was going to take. Remember the uh, the J.C. Higgins that I got a couple shows ago. Yeah. That I really I was really excited about it. I picked it up for sub two hundred dollars. I think it's like one hundred fifty, one hundred thirty dollars, something like that. And it's ugly as hell, but it's got like the the lifter system of a of a uh, Mossberg. It's got the tapered waist of an 870. It's it's just it's just this neat kind of hodgepodge of guns. It was made by uh, high standard for Sears in the 50s, and uh, or at least this one was made in the 50s. This is 52, uh, from all I can tell from the serial number and, and the way that this was done. So it's is is 70 year old gun, and. I decided I wanted to redo it a little bit, and what I because it has this uh, cool compensator on it, it reminded me of a stormtrooper's shroud on one of their uh, stormtrooper uh, guns. And okay. I and I went, you know, what I should do is I should make this because we had talked the other day about drawing Darth Vader on a on a stock or something like on a synthetic stock. So I decided I was going to make a stormtrooper gun. So I took this thing all apart and I redid, you know, I, I uh, fixed a lot of the rust. I took some stuff off. I, it had some scratches. It was dirty as hell. I cleaned it all off. So I took the stocks and I made a Stormtrooper stock out of it. Um, I carved, I, uh, I got some pictures and stuff together of 
of like uh, Imperial walkers and stormtroopers and scout troopers and the big symbol of the Imperium. And then on the forum, and it did all that on the stock, uh, plus uh, a, a stormtrooper face hand grip. And then uh, for the fore end, I put, uh, I carved in it TK421, which if you don't know who that is, that is the only named stormtrooper of the first three movies, or of the, the 1977 era uh, original Star Wars movies. He's the only stormtrooper who had a name, and that was his name, is TK421. You, you do realize you've cursed this weapon. Now. <laughs> that's what, that's what, as soon as I told my brother and Bon about it, they're like, you know, you'll never hit anything. And uh, under the, the stock, uh, under all the, the Stormtrooper icons and stuff like that, I put move along. Oh, God. <laughs> move along. Uh, so, uh, it, yes, I, I have cursed this gun. It shall, it shall never hit anything again uh, as in true Stormtrooper fashion. Uh, as I have, I have now woven the fabric and the essence of stormtrooperdom into this gun. Uh, my father, I, I, look, I, I'm picturing you standing out next to the pond, shaking the gun next to your ear, trying to figure what's wrong with. <laughs> <laughs> trying to shoot a can ten feet away. That was the. It was the bit. I waited uh, all. Uh, all season for like a stormtrooper joke. And I, you know, the last of the Mandalorian, it did not disappoint with the whole scout troopers trying to hit a can 10 feet away with guns. Um, it really is true. They can't hit anything. Uh, so uh, my, my father took one look at it and his first comment was, you know, you're never going to be able to sell that gun now. <laughs> like no one will ever want this. You've defaced a firearm because he thinks carving it on a firearm, unless you're doing traditional checking, which isn't really carving, that's just checking or checkering, um, is defacing a gun, right? You know what? He may be right to a minor extent, but you know as well as I do, being the similar geek that I am, or actually put that the other way, me being the similar geek to you are, um, you're going to be wandering through one of the gun shows at one day and somebody's going to come running up to you because that is what he's been looking for his entire goddamn life. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, it's got Star Troopers on it. How much do you want for that? You know? Um, yeah, maybe. It, it, it may take two or three shows because it, the right person's going to have to see it in your hand and just lose his absolute ever loving mind over the whole thing. But yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's one of those things. And, and my actual plan was I really wanted to keep this gun out or around for a while because I really love shotguns with compensators on it. They're just so much softer to shoot. And uh, I love the idea of, like, taking this useless, you know, not useless, but this old kind of everybody looked at it as, as an also ran and it wasn't the prettiest thing at the ball to start with. The wood wasn't the greatest stock in the world and everything and just making it cool. What I considered cool. And I went, you know what? Screw it. I don't care if I ever sell it. I don't care if it just sits here. I like shooting it, and I'm going to make it my style. And and that's kind of what I did. Uh, Bono will tell you, well, he ruined that gun. <laughs> I didn't. It's awesome now. And uh, but yeah, we have differing opinions on that. But I thought it was. I thought it was awesome. I showed it to Jake. I showed pictures of it. Kind of. I don't know if you've seen it completed yet or not. I haven't seen it all put together, but I have seen the carved um, stock and for it. Yeah, and uh, I've 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 finished. I'm in the process of finishing the stocks. The I I did all the carving and blacked it out, and then uh, I'm putting some oil on it now. So that'll probably take another week to get done. But I'm uh, I'm in that process, and it's it's just been a blast. I'm I'm loved it. I, it went from a gun I just was like kind of eh, about to it's mine now. And it's awesome, and I loved it. It brings a smile on my face every time I see it. And, and for those who haven't, whether it be via Twitter, the website, or whatever, seen you know the work that Sean does, I'm actually considering buying a couple of grip scales for my uh, P238 and sending them down to him and do something <laughs> with him because I, he's very modest, but the man does good work. Well, thank you. I I mean, I'm I'm not Jose Valencia or, or anything like that, but. Um, you know, I do okay. And, uh, it's, I've, uh, I, I think I'm going to try and, and kind of increase my skill set with it. Cause it's just super, a lot of fun. Um, I mean, I can do the traditional stuff. Like, uh, in fact, what I'm going to try and do is, uh, on my latest Springfield acquisition, I'm going to put a traditional, what would be considered a normal shotgun carving scene on it. You know, like a, a dog and a quail or, or something like that. And, 
and uh, you know, just just do one of those, just to just to do that traditional thing. Um, but generally speaking, it doesn't really matter well, what it is. As as much fun as you're having doing it, and this is actually an, a, you, you may not like this idea, but it's a good idea because it'll get you more money for guns. Um, you ought to make up some business cards for yourself and just start carrying those things around with you um, at the gun show. So next time somebody comes up and looks at you and says, is that for sale? Your response is no, but here's my card. If you want one done for you, I will. Oh, that's cool. I could, do, I could totally do that. Yeah. I ought to, you know, when I do a couple of them, I ought to make up, uh, make up a video and put it on the site and put it online and stuff like that and be like, here, here's, look what you can have. You can have whatever the hell you want. It doesn't really matter. If I can picture it, I can put it on a stock. You know, that's, exactly. that's, that's all I got to do. Like, uh, you can ask Jake, I sent him the layout just cause Jake is my sounding board for a lot of that stuff. Like Jake is this stupid. And, and we both generally <laughs> enable each other like, no, this is stupid. It's a great freaking idea. Spend all the money you own, you know? Um, so it's it's maybe uh, <laughs> maybe not the best idea, but we do it should, for each other a lot. Should, should I buy this one today? Yes, of course you should. You are you kidding? You won't you won't forgive yourself if you don't buy that. That's what I thought. Yep, yep, yep. Just checking. Um, but I'll, I sent my plan uh, to Jake of like I took a picture of the stock and then I kind of put images together how I wanted them and everything. I'm like Jake, what do you think of that? And Jake's like, that looks amazing. You ought to do that. And I'm like, that's what I thought. You know, so I started carving on it. Does anyone sit at the bar and go, you're going to ruin that? <laughs> it's going to be awful. <laughs> well, you know, after years of podcasts, we do have a similar aesthetic and a lot of different things. <laughs> Absolutely true. So I sent it to a gun nut who's also a giant geek, uh, just like I am. And, of course, I got the, the, the go-ahead from that. Um, but I did send it to a couple of the people after, after I had carved, uh, not finished, but carved it. And uh, they're like, oh, my God, that looks amazing, you know. And I'm like, okay, cool. I didn't screw up entirely. All my nerd friends like the nerd gun. Um, so <laughs> it's, and as we as, as said, we're just interested as to whether or not you can hit me with it at this point. Yeah, so am I. I actually, <laughs> you know, um, I've, got, I've ordered a uh, – it was really, really hard on your shoulder. I think the, uh, the shotgun pad that it had was part of the problem there. It, it, was, it was so – like it was, it was rubber plasticky stuff made from the 50s. And if you know anything about that, it just hardens up after, you know, 70 years. Um, it just had no compression left in it. And I think that's why it was hitting my shoulder so hard. So I bought a really thick kind of squishy waffle pad for it that I'm going to fit to, just a grind-to-fit pad that I'm going to put on that and uh, kind of finish all the gun up. I'll probably – I can put it all together and put pictures on it uh, on the release for this cast, except it won't have a, a, a pad on it. But uh, I can put the rest of it together and show everybody what it looks like. Um, I think it. I think it came out pretty well. Uh, I like it anyway, and that's really, I guess, all that's important. You should. <laughs> but uh, I think it came out pretty well. I'll show you guys pictures of it. I'll post them on Instagram. In fact, if you look at my Instagram, you can see the rough carving uh, of what I have already. Um, and I should put a link to my Instagram thing on the on the site too. But yes, yes, ladies and gentlemen, we did convince Sean to get onto Instagram. <sighs> Wow, how long that take? You've been on my ass about that for what? Uh, years, actually. Well, there, are certain, <laughs> there are certain things on Instagram that I knew he'd enjoy. Absolutely, there are, and uh, he was absolutely correct about it. By the way, I've never known him to be wrong about that sort of thing. Um, I was just being a stubborn old man, uh, but I did get on Instagram and uh, put it there, and you guys can see it if you want to. I'll I'll post the link in the. Uh, uh, for sure, I'll post a link in the uh, site posting or the posting for this cast. So if you click on the cast to play it on the website, uh, there'll be a link there for it. But um, I had a great time with it. I think it's I think it's pretty cool. It's kind of the style of what I like to do to guns. And uh, we we always, as always, just to close it out a little bit, we we always recommend you guys buy stuff that makes you happy. You know, whether anybody thinks it's a good idea or maybe you won't think it's a good idea years from now, it's better to have the experience than not. And, and don't let anybody else tell you what is right for you. Yeah, that's a big one. If you if it's comfortable with you and it does what you want it to do, I don't care what it is. I may joke about the high point eat cannon, but if it works for you, awesome. Um, 
Actually, I'm disappointed that what I like is expensive stuff. I'd love it if, <laughs> if I'd, I'd love it if a Taurus G2C was my go-to. Yeah, uh, but it's unfortunately it's not. So don't let anybody tell you what it is that you have to be using. Yeah, fortunately, I like old shotguns, uh, so which are exceedingly cheap, <laughs> which is great for me because uh, I can buy two shotguns for the price of what it costs Jake to get into one handgun a lot of times. So, and which I am still beating my head on the table for. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's super good stuff. I enjoy uh, fixing them. I enjoy carving on them, and I definitely enjoy shooting them. Get a gun you love to shoot, y'all. Uh, it's it's a lot of fun, no matter what that is, whether it's target competition, just planking in the backyard, or, or defense hunting. What it, I don't care what it is. Get a gun you like to shoot, because you know what it's it's. Life is way too short to roll around with a gun you're not happy with. Hell yes. But uh, with that, Jake, you got any, anything else? Any other stories? I do not. <laughs> right on. Well, uh, we hope you guys had an excellent 2000, end of 2019. We hope 2020 is going to be even better for you, and we will see you next time. On behalf of Jake Bona and I, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. If you're interested in more content like this or podcasts, check us out at hawksideguns.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.